and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that happens in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Yeah, we read the news so you don't have to. Wow. It's true. Yeah. Um, why would you want to? It's so <laughs> terrible. Yeah, literally, why? Yeah. It was so much. This week has been a lot. Yeah. Honestly... This past two years have been a lot. <laughs> right. I can't believe it's still happening. I know. Like it's I know. I got I'm an email. happy about it because what else would we talk about yeah, on this up? True. Would we even have this up? I got an email. I, I am still on Donald Trump's mailing list. I don't know when I signed up for it and I don't know why, or maybe someone else signed me up for it. I don't a know Russian how it bot. happened. Yeah. I don't know how it happened, but you know, you end up on certain mailing lists and I'm still on his. And I do like to read them because the the subjects are always like they're like, I think he writes them. They're just like, fake news. And you're like, oh, it's the president. Do you want to forward me some of those? I'm yes. curious, actually. I got one yesterday that said, it's been 500 days. Can you believe it? And I was like, honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it just shows people do have resilience and can get through more things. Yeah. I mean, I did initially think, like, when he first got elected, I was like, are we going to die immediately? And we haven't died immediately. No, I mean, even, I mean, the North Korea thing, questionable whether anything actually got done, but I do feel like this week we are not going to get new. We're not going to die this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's like really the best right, that we can do at this nice point. It's nice to have a guarantee for at least like the next seven days. I mean, it could it could easily at the at the send of a tweet backfire yes. but for now we're fine as of this right recording now, yeah we're not gonna die this week yes okay that's so great so <laughs> great. speaking of this week sammy what's been getting you through this week in trump's america it's donald trump's birthday today oh yeah he's a gemini <laughs> that makes sense right as to why he's so changeable <laughs> right <laughs> You're not a flip-flopper. You're just a Gemini. Yeah, he's just the twins. <laughs> you're, you're not delusional and crazy and uneducated. You're just a Gemini. No. And Melania is a Taurus, I think. Wasn't her birthday recently? I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it, she is a Taurus. I think she though. is a Taurus, and I'm a Taurus. So you guys are the same? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, it's his birthday, and... Uh, do you want to sing, like, a Marilyn Monroe yeah. rendition to him? <laughs> of course. Um... Happy birthday. <laughs> this is already so creepy. And Sammy and I are in the smallest room. <laughs> She's like looking me straight in the to eye. you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. You know he would love that yeah. if someone did that. Who would, it, who would he be his number one? Bella Thorne. <laughs> yeah. Bella Thorne. Like, Bella Thorne actually, would do it. It would be Bella Thorne or it would be like Lindsay Lohan. Happy birthday. Day, Mr. President. <laughs> so creepy. Bella Thorne would do it. it Lindsay okay. would do it. I actually think Lindsay Lohan would make more sense because yeah. she's sort of like a Marilyn Monroe in her own right. Yes. How is she True. still alive? Whatever. Maybe she hasn't expended a lot of energy. Yeah. As, the, <laughs> as was Trump's it. theory of energy. She... <laughs> Hasn't exercised a lot, and so she's able to continue. Right. So Think, she, I mean, maybe Kim would do it because they're friends now. But I feel ew, like Kim wouldn't, wouldn't debase herself in that way. She wouldn't do it. No. If we, if you guys have any suggestions for who you think would be the best person to sing happy birthday to Donald Trump. Ivanka. In, oh, duh. duh. <laughs> uh, never mind, you guys. Silly. We don't need we you to answer the question it anymore. It's obviously Ivanka. <laughs> 
Ew, I'm just picturing that. It'd be so creepy. There's way too much. I know. I can see it actually so clearly in my mind happening. It's so gross. They're alone. Speaking (laughs) of Ivanka, she made, apparently the Kushners made $82 million this year. Congratulations. Happy Um, birthday to you. Um, Elise, what's getting you through the week? As with all weeks, rumors, gossip is getting me through. Tea being spilled. Uh, it broke yesterday, CBS News report that Sarah Huckabee Sanders might be considering leaving her job at the end of this year, that she's looking into that role. Now, she's already tweeted that that's not the case, but by the transitive property of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, that means that it is true. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, here's the thing. there's Even if she were to leave today or if she leaves in December, I don't think there's much more. She, I don't think like the marginal debasement will increase that much no. because it's already like it's done. No. There's not like more damage she can really do in these six months other than if she were to be under oath and like perjure herself. Yeah. But other than that, she's done the damage. She doesn't even need to stay. She should just leave now. I wonder if she'll get like, I feel like, I feel like she won't get the full Sean Spicer where she gets to like come out at the Emmys because there was a lot of backlash no. about that. And people were already like, Kumail Nanjiani tweeted like, do not put Sarah Huckabee Sanders no. in your like comedy skits. I think, well, one reason because she's a woman. Yeah. She's earned a lot more ire from people. True. And also she's been doing this a lot longer with almost like a more flippant attitude towards people, towards she, the press. She's also better at it than Sean Spicer yes. was. Like, she's more competent. Sean Spicer was, like, so silly. He's wearing two different colored shoes. He's yeah. <laughs> full of gum. Right. He doesn't know. <laughs> the Venmo thing. Yeah, he was just, like, yeah. too... He was so silly. Right. He was also there in the beginning when when this was, like, still funny. Yeah. And he was there for less time. Yeah. And he's a man. Yes. And so he got out relatively unscathed because he didn't, he did it, what was it, like, three months? Yeah. he or longer. I mean, he really hit the ground running. Like, that first press conference, I will never forget. Yeah. <laughs> Him just screaming. About, <laughs> like, about the crowd about the, sizes. About crowd sizes. Sarah Sanders, I would say, I mean, she's better at her job. Like oh, she's yeah. more competent she by looks, many miles. She looks them straight in the eye and lies, and she's so good at it. And yeah. and she's so she makes my blood boil. She's just in a way even that his didn't too. She yeah. like he was like screaming. He's red in the face. He's getting too emotional. Sarah Sanders is just he was like a one show, note. right? He was a show, and she's sort of like a ruthless missionary. Yes, a mercenary. A mercenary. Not a missionary. <laughs> she's not yeah. a. Mission- I guess she is a missionary for lies. For, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean. But I do think that like some I mean, big difference, he's a man, she's a woman, but also I and and I agree with what you said that he came on when this was still like Fresh. kind of funny and shiny and now it's just like whatever. But also she I just I remember specifically when Sean Spicer was like on his way out and they started bringing her out to like fill his role and I was like, Oh, she's th- many leagues better than him at this. Right. By many miles. I mean, what she's doing is terrible, but she's like good at it. Right. I mean, right. She's like a Kellyanne Conway of the press room. So my question to you is who do we think if Sarah Sanders leaves, like who do we think one replaces her? And two, who do we think is there at the end of all of this? Like Sean Hannity. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like Sean Hannity, Bill O'Reilly. I don't know. I think I have a feeling we're going to get a young man next. Yeah. A young man willing to punch up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wonder. I mean, it is interesting because like Trump 
does seem to like to put women in these communication roles to an extent. Because they're pretty. Yeah, and like people, and I think he sees it as like a shield in a way because of the way like he views women. But yeah, we've got like, I think Kellyanne holds on till the end. Oh yeah, she'll be there, even though her husband, Kellyanne Conway's husband has been writing like vicious tweets about the Trump administration and also articles. Yeah, he's like, Kellyanne Conway's husband is like a full on never Trumper and sticking with it. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, read about George Conway. That's so crazy. He's really like, he's like, this is fascism. It's fucked. I don't know if he literally used those words, but. I think she's there till the end. I think Pence obviously stays till the end because he's hoping to be president. president. Yeah. Um, And then I don't know who else, like Stephen Miller, I don't think would leave. Oh, he could be next in the press room. Oh, you know my who, oh, God. He would get eaten alive. Oh, my you know God. I, but you know I'm who, sorry. I'm just like, I'm just really upset <laughs> thinking about Stephen Miller as the press secretary. He's might so happen. horrible. He's Squidward. Ray's yeah, Ray Squidward. is Squidward. Yeah. Um, but you know who will who we really want to see if he'll last. Yeah. It's the main character in today's show. True. Guys, we have a themed episode for yes. you. Since Tuesday's episode was so news heavy, mm-hmm. we want to, we want to give something, some airtime that's going a little bit under the radar. Yeah. Things and- are so crazy right now that we've lost sight of a really crucial and important fact. Um, and that's that Jeff Sessions is an asshole. <laughs> He fucking sucks so He's, much. Yeah. So, but like, w- why, why is this important if it's not the headline? So it's because Jeff Sessions, despite the president's desires, is still the attorney general. Yes. And the attorney general has a lot of power because they run the Department of Justice. Yes. And the Department of Justice has the ability to do things that may not make headlines every day, but actually affects the people in our country in a very direct way. Yes. Through, because they can essentially in, choose to enforce laws at, their will. Yeah. So, the, so for example, marijuana being decriminalized—that's decriminalized because Obama told them to stand down on yes. raids of like marijuana farms. Yes, or whatever. but Jeff Sessions is a narc. <laughs> Jeff Sessions is a giant narc. So uh, he wants to, you know, start going after marijuana laws again. Funnily enough, Donald Trump just said he would potentially support a bill to legalize marijuana, which is probably him just trolling Jeff Sessions. Yeah. But if I, I do think it's interesting when Donald Trump's desire to be like the worst person ever and his desire to like troll his own friends like come up against each other so it's like will he legalize weed just to upset jeff sessions i think that maybe he would yeah yeah because he's (laughs) because he's he has more hatred for people who stand in his way than than ideas Ideas or thought yeah and he doesn't really have like an ideology of any kind so he's just like like literally one person just has to be like oh this is gonna make jeff sessions so mad and he's like weird doing it marijuana can't get in his way the way jeff sessions can get in his way yes so but regardless regardless of the marijuana that's not the worst thing jeff sessions has done or is doing right now so we are going to run down some of the things that are happening Thanks to Jeff Sessions. Yeah, and they've happened. These are, this is not a comprehensive list. This is stuff that has happened recently that we haven't really been able to cover that much because there's obviously been so much craziness internationally. There are so many, I mean, we just suffer from this like shiny thing fatigue with the news, which is like the president is so ridiculous on such a massive scale that someone like Jeff Sessions, who is a smarter, 
who knows how to do his job under the radar is able to do an incredible amount of damage and nobody notices because the president like can't use the right form of two and is fighting with Robert De Niro. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what's happening. (laughs) So let's start with something that has actually gotten a little bit of airtime, which is the situation with the the unaccompanied minors and the migrant children. Yes. So as you all know, well, I don't know. We talked about it it in a previous episode. If you want to look back on that one. Yeah. So there's something called... So there's something called unaccompanied minors yeah. when children come across the border. So sometimes you'll just have like a straight up minor, someone under the age of 18 who wanders across the border from Mexico or maybe Canada. Yeah. I can't they imagine why they would want to do that. They were time. sent by their parents and they show up at yeah. the United States border yeah. without their parents. Fun fact from the episode that we did, my dad was an unaccompanied Oh, yeah. Minor. Mm-hmm. You did talk about yes, that. Yes, he came without his parents to yeah. the U.S. So that's something that has been like always part of our immigration policy that they'll put like unaccompanied minors in detention centers so that they just you know, like to figure out what to do with them where yeah. their parents are. Um, but now what's been happening is that because ICE and the immigration authority in the United States has been taking children away from their parents at the border. They have essentially been creating a large number of unaccompanied minors who were previously accompanied, but then they're sending their parents to jail and putting these kids in detention centers. Yes, we've removed the company. (laughs) We've separated them from their company. Yeah, it's like blaming them for being unaccompanied. It's like, you are the one who made them unaccompanied. I know. I read a story that was like so upsetting. It's in the New York Times and it's about a migrant woman who came with her baby and they literally took the baby from her while she was breastfeeding. Like ICE came and pulled her baby away while they were breastfeeding the baby. I just got the worst pit of my stomach thinking about the emotional trauma that that like can cause yeah. development is that is so sad. I know. I mean, oh I know God. it's insane. And like, and the, and you think about that. It's like this is a baby. If yeah. if this child is breastfeeding, like this is a legitimate yeah. baby. It can't even eat real food. No, like where where are we putting them? Sammy has the information. So so right now they have thousands of unaccompanied migrant children or torn away from their parents, migrant children that they're, they're in these huge detention centers and these detention centers are basically in, I think they're in like 14 or 17 States or something. Um, and there's like thousands of them in, in one center. So there's like hundreds of centers or like approximately a hundred. And then there's like 1500 kids per center. So MSNBC actually, the first center was like opened for reporters to look at. They mm-hmm. didn't let them take any of their own photos, but they did publish some photos. So Jacob Soberoff from MSNBC went to one of the centers and he talked about it. I saw, I watched yeah. him talking about it last night and this morning and it just sounds like crazy. So they're housing in the one he saw, they're currently housing 1500 boys ages 10 to 17 in an old Walmart in Texas. Amazing. Um, there is one staff member for every eight minors and the, and the staff is tech. They're technically licensed professionals. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. The kids go to school six hours a day. They get fed three times a day, but the way it's described is that it's it's apparently looks, it's basically a lot like incarceration. Great. And the kids are allowed out two hours, allowed outside for two hours a day. And they're just kind of like running around, not really sure like what's going to happen next. Yeah. Um, so while they're not concentration camp level shitty mm-hmm. conditions, the fact is that because there are so many of these people, they're not really sure what to do with them. Yeah. And the next thing that they want to do is move them out of these centers, which are like fine conditions and move them into tent cities. And the difference is that 
the te- the 10 cities are going to be built like in Texas yeah. and like all these, you know, around near the border. I'm sure there'll be some in Arizona and like all those lovely places where, yeah. you know, immigrants are respected. Um, <laughs> and so the, the difference is that the, in the detention centers, they need the kids are watched by licensed professionals, mm-hmm. but in the 10 cities, they're allowed to not be watched by So they can have unlicensed professionals running these tent cities. <sighs> and I have a feeling that it's not going to be as nice as the Walmart. Yeah. I mean, first of all, if we're in a situation where it's not as nice as the abandoned Walmart, well, like, they, okay. yeah, I mean, they, but they, it's still they like, decorated the abandoned Walmart okay. <laughs> with murals of American nice. presidents, and guess who the first one is when you walk in? Is it Trump? With some Good quote God. that's like, that's like, if you like have a defeat, you can like smell victory coming up soon or some bullshit like that. <laughs> it, just, so, it says like, "Good morning know, to all the haters and losers." <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Bienvenidos a los haters y losers. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, that has to be the title. <laughs> Bienvenidos a los haters y losers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's like what the situation is right now and and what it's going to be. Yeah, they're literally kids. So this detention center had 10 to 17-year-old boys. So I assume it was like a later adolescent one. And Mm -hmm. there were probably ones for like babies and two-year-olds and three-year-olds. And I imagine that the one the government let the journalist into is one of the, is the nicest one. Yeah, like I mean... That's for sure. And so now it's like basically we're getting into this situation. In, in the episode where we talked about the where are the children thing, we talked about their, the difference between these unaccompanied minors and the kids who are being taken from their parents at the border. But now it is they're kind of all coming together because we used to have facilities for these unaccompanied minors that started showing up. But now we're adding to that. And those facilities were basically at capacity. Right. Now we're adding yeah, to no, that. there's no, like, extra room in the budget for unaccompanied minors. No. Like, we're adding onto that a massive amount of children who came accompanied who we are separating their parents at the border. And a reminder that that policy is low of Jeff Sessions as well. And it basically comes with this idea that he decided we're going to prosecute 100% of the people who come across the border. And it's this way of being like, okay, well, as soon as you're found and you're caught, then you go to a federal detention center. And because you're an adult and the child is a minor, that's how like the separation yeah. occurs. Yeah. So they the, the kids are actually allowed to make phone calls, mm-hmm. but because the parents are in like jail, yeah. they have to then coordinate with the jails that the, the penitentiaries that the parents are in. Yeah. So it's not really possible for them to really speak to their parents that easily or at all. Yeah. Um, and if and, they're a baby, like a baby right, doesn't isn't going to know how to do anything. It's really sad. It's, I mean, it's extremely upsetting and it's a policy that is basically set up specifically because Jeff Sessions does not want immigrants to come to this country. Jeff Sessions is fucking racist. Coretta Scott King literally wrote a letter to Congress. Oh, I remember that. (laughs) Calling him racist. He has, it's not that he doesn't want just illegal immigrants. He doesn't want immigrants coming here. He doesn't want anyone of any color that is not white anywhere near him or this country. He does not want non-white people coming here. And so he wants to... He would kick out people who are not white but are citizens if he had the option. Yes, 
Exactly. And I mean, ICE is detaining legal residents who are like not full citizens, but they are living here legally. Like there are many, many cases you can look. A man actually, I, I just read a story about a man who's a legal resident who was detained by ICE on his own front porch because of a misdemeanor 18 years ago. Wow. And they might deport him. And That's he's a legal resident. So it's like th- th- all this illegal, illegal immigration stuff is basically like step one of trying to get legal immigrants out of this country as well. And this policy is a policy of cruelty that is set up specifically because why the fuck would you come to the U.S. with your kid if you've heard down the grapevine that they're going to take your kid away from you? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Is like, if if I heard that, I would just be like, I'm not going to go. I think that maybe a lot of that information has not gotten to like these populations en masse or the situation in their home country is literally so bad yeah. that they're like, because a lot of these people are fleeing like gang violence and serious stuff. So, and I think there's a lot of inf- misinformation. Like I think that a lot of people think that they can come here and still claim asylum or et cetera, et cetera. They're not as like media literate as right. us. They don't have the same access to information. So they might not be realizing the dramatic shift in policy. I'm sure it'll, the information will start getting back, but like, Right. It's I I feel like maybe they just don't realize that the shift has happened. Right. Cuz that that's what I was thinking this morning as I was watching this watching this segment is like why don't why why would you come if you like this is happening. But I mean so if there's another thing that Jeff Sessions has done of late regarding yes. asylum. Asylum seekers. And that is the fact that on Monday he made it impossible for asylum seekers to gain entry into the United States by citing fears of domestic abuse or gang violence, uh, which is a, a lot of the reasons that people come. Yeah. yeah. So basically... No one's like trying to come here where everyone fucking hates you no, for kicks. No. Unless it's like, way worse where you started. Like, there's a literal reason people are coming here. But so the Obama administration had a policy that like, I mean, obviously it's mostly women can come because they were like, I'm facing domestic abuse and violence at home, gang violence also. Mm-hmm. Jeff Sessions has basically, like, he's effectively killed that ability at this point. Um, and just like... There aren't a lot of people who actually are granted asylum. Like, this isn't a huge number of people. But also, it's crazy to go after asylum seekers because these are people who are actually trying to come here within the limits of our legal system. Like, we have something put in place that you can come here and you can claim asylum and you get to the border and then your case Basically, what happens is you claim asylum and then your case goes through the courts and they kind of determine whether or not you get asylum and not a lot of people get it for every one person who gets it there are 10 people who did not get asylum that was that's a stat from 2016 well apparently you need to have like documented evidence yeah. of the danger that you faced whether it's i don't i don't know what it, it is i imagine like maybe photos or like recordings something. or something of the situation or some just some form of like proof that you're personally being yeah. pursued but here's the thing with immigration is that like this this asylum policy is obviously a sound one. Like that's kind of like in line with what America claims its principles have yeah. been, or at least you used to be. But I think about it as a spectrum. So if you have like illegal immigration over here where yeah. you'll just like let anyone in for any reason yeah. versus you have like legal immigration with like conditions. Yeah. Or you can say like you go even farther and you let no one in. Yeah. Which is, I think is what I, they yeah. Want. Well, I think what like Republicans like Jeff Sessions a lot of the times want to keep the conversation all about how like 
the policies are too loose. Anyone can come for any reason. And they don't even want to like go anywhere near like the legitimate policies of the kind of people that you would let in. Yeah. So they want to keep everything to be discussed about like how all immigrants are criminals and all immigrants like shouldn't come in. And this kind of goes back to like when the DACA debate was still raging and we thought that we had an agreement and then the White House comes out with this like insane list of policy demands written by racist Squidward himself, Stephen Miller. Um, (laughs) They were just like, SpongeBob, the immigrants are here. So... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> um, in bikini bottom <laughs> Mexicans in bikini bomb <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm sorry I just saw the Spongebob musical and it was really good yeah. uh, <laughs> so it, and that one it like would have dramatic those policies they put place also sought to dramatically decrease legal immigration. They want to get rid of the diversity visa lottery program. Like these are the things where you see it kind of lays bare what they really right. want, which is to discourage immigration of any kind. Going after illegal immigrants is the easiest thing that they can do right. because they have come here illegally. So it's like, okay, they've committed a crime, but you start with that. And right. then, but once you start limiting asylum seekers, you're starting to already impinge on like the legitimate policies that could yeah. let people in. Yes, exactly. It's just, they're getting what they want. They're getting what they want. And Jeff Sessions, his argument is basically that, um, okay, let me just read this, that the number of people who told Homeland Security officials that they had a credible fear of persecution jumped from 94,000, jumped to 94,000 in 2016 from 5,000 in 2009. Um, We also just had a lot of people who started showing up because it, like, in that range, there were a lot of issues that happened in Central America and that... Yeah, like, there were... There's reasons. Yeah, like there. I mean, yes, exactly. There's reasons. So, in we know speech, what those might be. Like, were there? I mean, I know things? that there's a lot of like, like, like right around that time was when a lot of those unaccompanied minors started just like showing up. I think it was. It's related to like gang violence issues in Central America. A lot of that has like ticked up. Do you th- did it tick up like around when like the drug cartels were getting like I much think, more? I, I don't want to say for sure. We can look into it, but we can look into it. And Jeff, so Jeff Sessions said that he has put this policy in place or removed the policy of letting dom- domestic violence people come in because to restore the sound principles of asylum and longstanding principles of immigration law, which is get the fuck out. Yeah, which is get the in fuck his out. mind. Okay, just like yeah. Other shady shit that Jeff Sessions has been doing. Yeah, not even on the immigration front. This is just on the everyone front. Um, is that the Trump administration told a federal court on Thursday that it will no longer defend crucial provisions of the Affordable Care Act that protect su- consumers with pre-existing medical conditions. So basically, like, in general, the Justice Department is supposed to defend in court laws that are on the books, even if they the administration they work for doesn't agree with those policies and there are exceptions to that uh obama when he was president his justice department just stopped defending provisions of the defense of marriage act because like public sentiment had shifted to such a degree at that point and like basically yeah like it was he didn't want to yeah. defend the defense of marriage act if you think that that's the same as this whatever i don't know what to tell you they probably do uh, yeah the i mean republicans are saying that it's the same but it's just like one of those things where it's like you know why it's not the same like you know that right. like the obama administration deciding that it's not going to like actively pursue 
like discriminatory practices against LGBT people is very different than the Trump administration basically trying to use the Department of Justice to kill the Affordable Care Act as like a political maneuver. Right. Um, so basically the way that they're doing this, so in the shitty Republican tax bill, they got rid of the tax for the individual mandate. So when the Supreme Court upheld the individual mandate back in the day, they said that it was protected by the federal government's ability to tax. Now that it's no longer a tax, that ruling is kind of put into question as to whether or not you can require people to have health insurance. (laughs) There are like a bunch of Republican states who are suing the government on Obamacare. Of course. Like Texas. Louisiana, probably like the same like places where the detention centers are. It, it, like, yes. And now the Justice Department is saying, okay, we're actually not, we, we, we side with these states that are suing us. Basically, we side yeah. with the people who are suing us and we're not going to defend it in court. And this could lead to insurers being able to deny people with pre-existing conditions coverage again. Right, which I think is like one of the parts of the, of Obamacare that people actually even people who had criticisms of it thought was necessary. Trump, even when we were originally having all of these debates about Obamacare, he was like, pre-existing conditions need to be protected. That's one of the things that I agree with. It's one of the number one things that literally everyone agrees with. But Jeff Sessions doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give... I mean, most people agree with marijuana legalization. He doesn't give a shit. He has an agenda... Right. And it is to... And and that agenda is literally to harm, incarcerate... And demean people of color at every turn, you know? Well, this isn't all about people yes. of color. This is, I mean, there's white people with, with pre-existing, pre-existing conditions. conditions. That's what too. I don't get. Like, what is his deal here? I mean, he hates Obama. Because he's black. Yeah. But like, <laughs> okay, but everyone agrees with pre-existing conditions. I, I know. I mean, it's crazy, but it's it's actually, it's just this thing that we've seen with the Trump administration again and again that it's like they would rather tear down anything that has to do with Democrats and Obama than have like than have policies that actually help people or like look at anything in a nuanced way. It's right. also crazy because the midterms are coming up and all the polling shows that the number one issue for people is healthcare still. Yeah. Like that's the number and the one economy. Healthcare and the economy, and like that's the number one thing that people care about and is on people's minds as far as voting. And like we saw what happened when people were gonna, where they were trying to just fully repeal the ACA, like people revolted. They were like having die ins on the street. Like, yeah, but it was that that was because it was done in a more straightforward yes. and like clear manner than this. This is like no one knows this is happening. Yeah, I mean, this is like this is the shady stuff that they can do to like yeah. dismantle it in a way that people don't understand. But that said, I do think that healthcare is important enough to people that like when they see changes happening, they get right. But this, this is going to be delayed for like a bit for people to realize this, because first of all, like I follow the news. I didn't even like, I, this did yeah. not cross my desk. People don't realize people don't that know it's happening. This is happening. Right, which is what's so insidious about these yeah. fucking people. And this is why Jeff Sessions is a wily little yeah. angry leprechaun. I know, and that's why he's, he's like doing one of the this, worst. Yeah, because he's doing this behind everyone's back. Yeah. No one knows it's happening because it's not getting, getting headlines. Because it's not that exciting yeah. compared to like... Michael Cohen's going to flip. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. And it's like one day we're going to wake up from all of this. Trump's not going to be president anymore, but we are going to be left with 
the wreckage of Jeff Sessions' shitty policies. And we'll be like, how did this happen? How did we end up in a place where like, oh my God, we've we've been holding children in tent cities and like we're like literally monsters and no one can get healthcare. And we're like, how did this happen? And Jeff Sessions just like, is just like, bye-bye. And then like disappears. I thought you were going to say, I, I do, do not, not recall. recall. <laughs> I know, but I'm just, I think he would, re- I think he remembers this. <laughs> He's Jeff like remembers. very happy. I can't believe his name. Oh, it's Jefferson. Not it's Jeffrey. Jefferson Beauregard Sessions the third. He's such a, oh, he was probably such a douchebag as a little kid. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we move on to one more thing. Yes. Um, we want to announce something very exciting. Yes. We met, I think Elise and Brian mentioned it on the Tuesday podcast, but we're doing a combined live show for the Betches Up podcast and for the new Everyone's Gay podcast. Mm-hmm. It's going to be June 26th in, at the public, the, the public hotel in New York City. Yes. And tickets are now on sale. Mm-hmm. What's They're, the link? Uh, it's, oh, yeah. It's betches dot oh shit betches slash sup eg live sup eg live. You can find it on our Instagram yes. in the email from today. Yes, um, and tickets are fifteen bucks, which is like nothing. We're gonna there are gonna be awesome drinks. We we're, we're still stay tuned for our special guests, but we're yes. looking to book some really fun special guests. So if you're in the New York City area and you're free. We'll be there. We'll be there. And it's going to be really fun. $15. It's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. On sale now. Betches.co slash sup EG live. Yes. And if you, that doesn't work, we you can just DM us and we'll, we'll, we'll make, send, we'll make we'll it happen you for you. Um, we also wanted to let you know of a giveaway that we have been running and are continuing to run. Yes. And if you're watching the live show on Instagram right now, you can see that I'm holding up a beautiful set of Betches Sup stickers. Ugh, they're gorgeous stickers. Yeah. So we will mail you a sheet or two. Of these amazing fun stickers yeah. for you to put on your laptop or your phone case or whatever the fuck you put your stickers. Yeah. And all you have to do is screenshot an excerpt, your favorite excerpt of the SUP email mm-hmm. um, or a screenshot of yourself listening to the podcast. Yeah. Tag Betches SUP and then DM us your mailing address and we will mail you the stickers. Yeah. And they will be there. And if you're not signed up for the email, first of all... What are you doing? You know, know, you're listening to the podcast. You're not reading the email. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But it's, maybe, but but maybe you're confused. Well, we're going to help you. Yeah, we're going to help you. If you're a new subscriber to the SUP in the month of June, that's mm-hmm. what month it is, right? Yes. Okay. It is. In the month of June, we are going to be giving picking one lucky winner to win a giant basket of Benefit Cosmetics. Ugh. So really good. good stuff. I'm wearing their mascara right now. Yeah. I hope it's not. And running. if you're like, if you're one of our male listeners and you're like, well, I don't want a big bag of benefits cosmetics, just get it. And then you have presents to give like for any birthday. You don't have to remember your friend's birthday anymore. You don't have to remember Christmas for your mom, your sister, whatever. You have a big bag of benefit cosmetics. You just reach in there and you're like, oh, my God, I got you this. Uh, Eyeliner. The, uh, yeah, I got you this brow filler. And they're yes. like, oh my God, you're amazing. And you're like, I know. Yes. So sign up, betches.com slash the, the hyphen sup hyphen, hyphen sign, sign up. up. One word. Yeah. Uh, the one word is sign up. <laughs> sign up is one word. So you can check it out. It's on betches.com. You can find it. You're smart. Um, should we move on to one more thing? One more thing. Yeah, Sammy, what's your one more thing? Like I vaguely mentioned before, mm-hmm. Michael Cohen is getting a new legal team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think ABC News reported that his team is walking away from him and that he may decide to flip. Mm-hmm. But again, that has not been verified as like definite fact i don't think but any movement on the michael cohen front is exciting to me yes 
I wonder if he's going to hire his new legal team uh, from his old alma mater, the worst uh, legal school in the country. I can't remember the name of it, but you guys should Google it because Michael Cohen did go to a school that is considered to be the worst law school in the United States. <laughs> well, he is working for the worst client in yeah, the United States. And he States. did a terrible job. Yes. <laughs> he's in uh, so he much legal trouble himself. They did <laughs> call him a fixer. They may call him that, but he didn't fix he anything. He did not fix anything. He Fucked made things much worse. Right. Um, what's, what's your one more thing? Uh, this is something I, I just really found this to be a treat. So um, on our Tuesday podcast, we talked about how one of the things that Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un agreed to was to uh, send back the remains of some POW missing in action people, American soldiers from the Korean War. Donald Trump went on TV yesterday and said, <laughs> said that when he was on the campaign trail, he was approached by so many parents of Korean War veterans who were begging him to bring back their children's remains. And what's funny about this is that the Korean War ended um, in, like, 1951. So for someone to be the parent of a Korean War veteran, they would have to be, like, over 100 yeah. years old. And I'm not saying that there isn't anyone alive who's the parent of a Korean War veteran, but for multiple... <laughs> multiple like 110 year old people to have found Donald Trump <laughs> and spoken to him during the campaign and been like bring me <laughs> I mean it's just such a funny ridiculous if, lie if you happen to be the parent of a Korean war veteran and are listening right now let us know we're happy to admit that we're wrong yeah and also like he could have just said children like he right. could have just like he can't he's so like it, it, lying is so like breathing air to him that like it just comes out and he can't even fact check the lie for one second. Like he could have tweaked it like just a slight amount and it, you wouldn't be able to call him because on it. I don't think that he think. Okay. I don't think that, you know how like when you think of something and mm -hmm. then it leaves your mouth, there's like sort of a, a something that it goes through. Like yeah, there's how a do process. I say this better? Yeah. He doesn't, it goes from thought to outside the mouth yeah. in in less time than he can, he he's can't removed, do the middle step. He, yeah, he's he's cut out the middleman. <laughs> <laughs> like any good businessman. And it's just so funny to me that I, like, <laughs> I mean, did you? Okay, did you hear when the other day when he was talking about North Korea and he was like. Yeah, like when you see all the like, you know, they they show those videos of them like firing off their little cannons. You can see in the background the beautiful beach and a condo would look amazing there. Oh my god. <laughs> Nicole Wallace that was on MSNBC and she played him saying that and she was literally cracking up on the air like could not breathe. Like he's just like I mean literally look at the beautiful beaches. <laughs> Trump Hotel Pyongyang is coming is the thing and we just need to be like yeah. What we could Mau-a-Lago? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just something for the president to think about. <laughs> it's just something for him to consider. Oh, yeah. We should do. We should do like a parody, like um, uh, like Bachelor and Mountain and, and Mau Mau-a-Lago. <laughs> oh my god! And it's like all of the administration people from past and present. <laughs> they just, just all go and stay and there. Go there on a beautiful beach, and then yeah, and use an unsecured Wi-Fi to like do important. <laughs> <laughs> which is what they're doing now in Washington. I know. Trump is still using his like little Android, which I know the fact that he uses an Android I should know. have been a red flag to I many know. people, but it doesn't seem I like know. it was. The man's texts are green people. <laughs> it should have been the first red flag. Yeah. His texts are green. <laughs> okay. I can't even imagine him like texting like with his small ass. Hands. I know, but he does it. 
I, he yeah. does it. I, can't, I would love to read like just one text from him, like see what the syntax is. But and, and anyone I know who does have an Android is like, well, it's just less ex- like it's my friends who like their parents don't still pay for their phone and like is it less expensive? Yeah, and it's like less expensive. Yeah. But it's like, why does Trump need to have an Android? Because he's bankrupt. Allegedly. That's true. Allegedly. The Russians <laughs> bought him an Android. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're on the company plan okay yeah. well he, he had an iphone but he lost it too many times and the russians were like well now we will not get you another one that was german but <laughs> that was a german accent but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, they were like as punishment sure. we're gonna get you an android this time <laughs> so embarrassing i bet you ivanka 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 has a has an apple oh um, yeah the kushners are the kushners are are sleek people yeah. their texts are blue okay so with that that was the show. That was the show. Check out the live show mm-hmm. landing page, betches.co slash sup eg live. Enter for the stickers um, by screenshotting mm-hmm. either your favorite excerpt of the email sign or for the, the podcast. Yeah, sign up and for then the newsletter. Mm-hmm. You have to tag us. Otherwise, we can't see it because we're yeah. not mind readers. No. Like yeah. your boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You can't expect the same things of us that you expect from any man you've spoken to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Guys, until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbine. And this was the Betches Sup Podcast. Bye. Bye. Betches.